your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. One to one with odds and evens. One to one with odds and evens. Recording on tonight's show, I've got Williams Uday from WD Sports. You've probably seen the brand around yellow and uh, yellow and green, isn't it? Green and yellow, yeah. Yeah. Right colour, fashion colour, I know. <laughs> a bit of a weird colour. No, it's, 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 it's good, but it's very distinctive. Um, you know, you see that logo, you know what's, you know what's coming. So that's, you've done a good job on, that, um, on the branding. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, fine, thanks. Fine, obviously. Um, just got to thank God, like, obviously, for health, family's health, and things like that, you know. That we're all keep, we're all moving forward. I'm all strong, you know. That's the most important thing. And you've just uh, you've just had twins, I hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just had twins recently um, in June. So just taking advantage um, of the fatherhood, learning, trying to learn more yeah. about the um, fatherhood lifestyle. You know, spending time with my daughters now. And Good. Things like that, you know. So yeah, that's been keeping me busy. Mm. Obviously, throughout this COVID, it's something that literally. I appreciate now because um, I really appreciate it because it's just taking my mind off a lot of things like work have been stressing me out throughout this COVID and things like that. So obviously the twins coming in has obviously made a massive difference, you know, just made me take my mind away from work and just like, just focusing on, I've literally been in my own world with them kind of thing, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And does it, has it helped to, has it made you real, has, has it in, because I'm, I, I was a father 22 years, you know, new dad 22 years ago, a long time ago, before he was even born, probably. But um, has it changed your perceptive perception of, of of life in terms of what's important and what's not important? Has it has it changed you? Definitely, definitely. It's made me um, it's made me value life more. You know, like um, just. Yeah, just I was definitely just made him value life more, like um, in terms of being more caring. Like I could, I didn't see myself being more caring, but now I'm, I'm actually it's more caring, being selfless, like kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Now it's definitely made my life a lot, like change, change the way I think, kind of thing, because it's things when I didn't have a child, when I didn't have children, that. I wouldn't visualize. I'll visualize in a different way, but now I'm visualizing things in a different way because everything that I'm doing, it's towards, firstly, I think about my kids now, you know, and that, they're my motivation now to doing what I have to do, do you know what I mean? And things like that. So when I go out there, why am I doing this? Because of my daughters. But before, when, like, I didn't have my daughters, it's almost like I didn't have a reason for what I was doing stuff, you know, or why I was doing what I'm doing and things like that. But now I've gotten more of a motivation, do you know what I mean? Because they, I'm, I'm someone they're going to rely on and I'm someone they're going to obviously look up to. So obviously now I've got to lead in the right way, you know, to set the right example and bring them up in the best possible way that I can. And that's the main goal. And obviously with that, it makes you a better person as well. Because when people say like, oh yeah, kids are a blessing, I didn't understand that meaning until until literally when I had my own um, children. So yeah, like literally my perspective of life is like, I literally appreciate literally just appreciating life more, like um, appreciating my time with family, appreciating my time with friends, you know, it made me realise, even that, having my um, daughters as well, like I would say 
certain family members I wasn't too close with them but it just brought me very closer to my family and things like that you know so yeah it's been it's yeah it's been lovely man that's what I'm saying like this I've been in my own world with them since um um since I was born so like I'm really really proud and yeah really proud of the life-changing events the world I'm you know I've only just found out when we first come on so congratulations there and good good luck with um with all that, it's a brilliant, um, brilliant thing, and um, mm. I'm sure they'll, 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 they'll have a good, uh, you know, they'll, they'll know they've got a good dad. So that's um, mm. that's really important. Um, Thank you, really that, Yeah, that they know they've got a good person behind them, and uh, yeah, good, good on you for that. Let's go, let's talk about you. Um, you, you, you had a bit of a career, didn't you, going on? Um, how did you? Uh, yeah. How did you? Firstly, you've got a bit of an a bit of an accent. Are you from the Midlands or something? That's what everyone says. I'm not from the Midlands. I think um, it's possibly because I went to uni in Wales. I don't know if that adds, if that's part of it. But I get that a lot. Everyone says I've got like a Midlands accent. But now I've always lived in London. Um, right. I was born in Nigeria. Came here when I was about ten. Um, moved there when I was ten, and yeah, lived with my auntie and cousins. So. Obviously, I think my, that's have an effect in my accent as well, and me moving to Wales for uni as well. I think that's all added up to mm. just my accent being all over the place. And, and what was like it? What was but, it? What was it like coming from Nigeria as a ten-year-old and going to a school where in East London? Yeah, no, it was. Mm, firstly, I went to one of the craziest school. I don't know, probably people that are listening listening in might have heard the school Hummerton Hummerton Boys, um, but now they're closed anyway. They shut down because of the crazy stuff that went on in that school. What in Hackney? Yeah, in Hackney. Yeah, um, I wow. went to Mountain Boys, and um, lucky enough, like I had my older cousin. Um, he was he was in year ten at the time, and I was going into year seven at the time. So it wasn't um, it wasn't too tough. Like I pretty much adapted. But the only thing is that speaking wise, um, accent wise, was obviously kind of. I wasn't too confident in terms of when talking to people because you know people possibly take take the make of your accent and things like that. So I was kind of shy. But obviously as I began to um learn more about obviously the UK, how things work, making new friends. Yeah, I became adaptive. But everyone welcoming, you know, like I wasn't it wasn't a thing where people wasn't welcome. I had literally I'm proud to have had like obviously good people around me from a young age always had good people around me so that's why I've always been blessed you know like my family wise friends wise you know I've always had supportive people you know mm. so it wasn't it wasn't difficult settling in um and, and did, did um did football play a big part did it help in helping you get get through I mean it's tough for all kids going to year seven and going to mm-hmm. secondary school for the first time is quite daunting for yeah. for everyone regardless of um, where you're from or, or, or whatever but did you find that football helped you to sort of engage and interact with people um, a lot quicker? Massively, massively so um, before moving to this country like obviously I used to watch football um, more so I used to watch international games didn't really have access to watching like the Premier League stuff um, like the La Liga and things like that just like only World Cup I could say that I ever watched really when I was in Nigeria. So obviously moving here now, my cousins are all crazy about football. They all played for a team. You know, my family, the boys, they all played for a team. They all played FIFA. They all watched football, like just football orientated, that like kind of thing, you know. And um, before coming 
to the UK. I used to want to be in the army in Nigeria, weird enough, because my dad was in the army in Nigeria as well. So obviously moving here now, like see my cousins playing football, it's something I was like, whoa, this, this is just brilliant. Like, can I get involved? And yeah, um, went with my cousin to his teams, um, some, of the league, some of the league teams under, what team? It was Leighton FC at the time, but I didn't get signed. I, I don't think I, was, I wasn't good enough at the time to play for Leighton FC at the time. But um, yeah, I just kept going training with my cousin, enjoyed it, playing with his friends um, and things like that. So yeah, then got involved with my school team. And then from there, started progressing, getting better, better, because I used to play football. Every, you just got to a point where I started going to, going to the park, playing football with my cousins every day, and I started improving rapidly rapidly and yeah just got into a Sunday league team called Boundary Park and played for my school team as well because then after Hamilton I went to Ball Boys after it closed down so played for my school team there and yeah so yeah just just involved in football from there mm. there one and did you get any trials with anyone West Ham Arsenal Tottenham anyone like oh, the trials I didn't so I didn't play like at an elite level, well, I wouldn't say I played properly at an elite level. So I didn't play properly at like a semi-professional level up until I was like in year 11, 16, under 16. So I played, uh, my first team that I played for, I would say elite EGA was Brentwood Town FC under 16. That was my first team. And then I went on to play for Stevenage as well, under 16s as well. But that season, weird enough, we didn't really have a season at the time so just more training a lot of training and friendlies so it was quite um it wasn't it wasn't the best kind of thing so after that um under 16 was a struggle and I went on to different trials like um I went to quite a bit of trials I went on trial to um Oxford United went on trial to um Southend um what was that one trial to under 16 after that and yeah those two were the main teams I remember when going on trial on trial for Oxford United and Southend, but obviously didn't get in and then ended up playing for Hazen Yedin when they were in conference prem at the time. So this was back in 2010 or 9, 2009, yeah, played for the under-18s and done like the college scheme in like Langley, in Langley area. So yeah, yeah which was a really good fun, good laugh. And I would say that was one of my best times playing football. football were you, fair. Were you... Were you... At that age, were you travelling right? You must have been travelling right across London then from east, yeah. Over to me, I was doing the amount of traveling I was doing for football was crazy, man. The amount of mileage I put in getting to different teams, catching trains late night, getting back home at like 1 a.m. in the morning, 2 a.m. in the morning was crazy. Like, imagine as a young boy, like 17, 16, 17, just getting back at 2 a.m. And you didn't have city, you didn't have city mapper then, did you? Or Google Maps or anything? No, not at all. Not at different all. I don't even know how I got there. You know what? I don't remember how like I used to. I used. I don't remember how I used to get to to the pictures actually. I think it was just asking people on the street questions like, "Oh, do you know where this football pitch is? Do you know where the football pitch is?" And then you just um, follow the directions. Yeah. And hope. Hope for the best. Crazy. You know? this. So yeah. Um, mm. After probably- that, then just played after that after like obviously the youth team times then just started playing like um, men's team so played played for Chesant during that time um, yeah played for Chesant for a while and then moved on to Redbridge so after that then I went Union Wells where I had like a little bit I had I was signed for Carmarthen Town in the Walsh Prem but I didn't get like a league game or anything whilst I was Union Wells so then after my first year because I weren't getting games, so I just decided to just concentrate on uni and just play for the uni team. 
and then my next year I decided to go into a different team in within in the Welsh league there are two leagues below the Welsh Premier and what I forgot they were called Kamarman but it's a weird it's a hard name to say Kamarman they were like, like two leagues below the Welsh Prem so I just played for them throughout my time at uni which was like that as well was they were great people actually a great bunch of people one of the best people I've played with you know, and yeah, we literally like to go back and play with them because it was just like, it was almost like a family playing with them. You know, that's, I would say that's the time I enjoyed my football the most, actually. Tell a lie. I enjoyed it the most um, playing um, with Kamarman. A shout out to them as well. Big shout out to them. You know. Are they still going? Yeah. yeah, they're still going. They're still going. You know what? They're one league below the Welsh Prem now. Oh, are they? Yeah, the one league. I don't know. Yeah, the one league below the Welsh Prem. I'm I presume. Yeah. All right, we'll 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 look them up. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll I'll send you. I'll send because it's quite hard to spell. Like, so I'll send you like the the spelling of the name. They're very yeah. nice bunch of lads, man. Nice, very nice bunch of lads. Good start. And what were you with them for a couple of seasons then? Where you finished uni? Yeah. No, no. So obviously, I was with them. Um, a se- not a season whilst for my third year at uni I was with them for the whole season and then after that I literally obviously packed up and then came back to London right after my year yeah and my final did, year did you play when you got did you continue playing when you got back to London I tried to I tried to continue um, I tried to I did try to but then because I, I was doing my masters as well so that got in the way and then working as well got in the way. So it was quite difficult because um, obviously most managers require you to come to training and yeah, it was, which is fair. So it was very difficult, man. Very difficult to balance it. And that's where, like I said, I just started literally folding. Just that I started stepping away from football slowly. Literally mm. when I got back from uni, um, when I got back to London, when I was doing my master's and working, I just literally started folding. Like that's when my football started folding, man. It became a struggle to yeah. get into teams. Yeah, but you were you were. Uh, I remember we were, when we met. I asked you um, if you played, and you you were a striker, weren't you? Yeah, you know what? I'm quite versatile. Like literally, I am. I do play striker. I play striker for Commandment Town. I scored um twelve twelve goals that season, mm. and um yeah, now nah, I do play striker, but I'm quite versatile. You know, like literally, I can do the job anywhere apart from centre back and um, in goal. All right, and do 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 you play yeah, now, sort of six aside for fun or anything? Do you, do you have a kick oh, about? I, I I play Sundays with um I don't know if it's heard Badu Badu FC, so I play with them as well sometimes on a Sunday. Then Hackney Marshes, Hackney and Leighton, Hackney and Leighton League. Oh Badu, is that with Badu. who else is in that league? Is you got you got you got um Beatty's not Beatty's sorry um Milan Beatty's that is in that league as well with Justin. Oh, you're in the same league as them. Yeah, yeah. Have you played them yet? We're playing them this Sunday, but I'm not going to be playing because I'm filming. You're joking? Yeah, they're playing them. Got to play. I'll come. I'll come over. Sunday. What is it? Sunday. Sunday morning. Yeah, you should come over. You should come over. The thing about it, I don't play quite regularly because I film on Sundays as well. So it's when I when I'm able to play, yeah. I'm able to get involved as well. So like it's just filming has taken over like a lot of things now. But um, we're playing. Um, it would be great for you to come down actually. It's Hackney Marshes playing um, Mylan Beatties with um 
Justin. Yeah, Fox, yeah, yeah. I, I, Jamie, I, Jamie, me and, I've met Jamie a few times. We've become uh, quite good buddies, actually, through all this um, internet stuff. And yeah, he's a top, top lad. And he, he was on this, uh, he was on this show. He was the first guest on, I think. Yeah, oh, he was. Okay. Only done like three or four, and he was been on. And amateur footballer has been on, mm. and that's why I kind of wanted to get you on. So yeah, it's yeah. Like all similar sort of journeys and 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 doing different things. So I, I think that's um, that's really good. Oh wow, I'm amazed. Beatties, that's yeah. a big game, isn't it? Yeah, that's so. There's two different Beatties now. Like you know, there's two that like, come. Um, there's a man yeah. and Beatty squad, and there's a proper like um, obviously then you got the Beatty's the, the, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. YouTube YouTube side. And, what yeah. uh, we're just having a conversation chat here online recorded. Listen, um, it's ten thirty kickoff. Is it on Sunday at Hackney Marshes? Yeah, yeah, ten thirty kickoff. I'm over there. Hackney Marshes. Yeah, everyone get down. There's going to be a great game. Yeah, I'm going to start. Um, what are you going to be? Yeah, fi- think- who are you filming on Sunday? I'm filming Hatch Lane on Sunday. So right. I'm still yet to know the location. But that game is going to be filmed by both sides. So um, one of our guys is going to be there um, filming the game um, by the UFC. And obviously, Mylan Beatty's have got their guys as well that um filming their game as well. So it's going to be... Oh, I'm just yeah, going to go and watch... I'm just going to go first, along first, and watch some football, man. First for second, to be fair. First for second. That's a big game. Anyway, let's move on to you. Thank you for the information. That's great. Um, I just got to negotiate it with my wife, but she'll be fine. She enjoys it when I'm out of the house, really. Um, it's quieter. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, anyway, uh, she's lovely. What um, what was I going to say? So and then, so you, you studied. What did you study for your for your union masters? Okay, so for my um for my degree, I've done sports, health and exercise. And then for my master's, I've done sports management and business. Wow. For the month, yeah. So, yeah, it was quite, yeah, it was, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go through that again. One of the hardest, mate. Yeah, it was, mate. What was so was hard about much. it? No, no, just like literally the late nights, late nights, um, the exams, you know, yeah, that's like, it was just, yeah, it was just difficult, man. It was difficult. But I'm proud of it. Like, it was one of my proudest moments, to be fair. Um, because, like, I literally tested myself, like, knowing I wasn't the best academically as well. Like, in school, GCSEs, never passed my GCSEs, showed it. Um, college didn't come out with any A-levels or anything in college, really. Like, struggled to get into uni. And only managed, only just managed to get into uni. So, now literally academically, I wasn't there at all. Before people think like I w- I'm literally like, probably that veiny kid or something. I was never that veiny kid at all. Um, I just literally worked hard, you know. And so yeah, you're just, you're a kid, you're a kid from Homerton, Hackney, mm-hmm. that didn't get the best start education-wise because of the school, and you drove yourself to get the a, a masters in. Uh, in sports management and business, yeah, amazing. Yeah, that is an, that is. A, I'm just having a moment here. Hold on, it's like no, that is an inspiration no. to young, young kids out there. Um, 
that you can do it. How did you how did you blag into uni then? Did you do a foundation or something? You know what's so funny? Like um, I went to a uni called in called Trinity St David in Wales. Like I literally in, is in Carmarthen. I literally just applied. I literally applied for loads of unis, and everyone just rejected me. I almost gave up, and like they replied back saying, "Oh yeah, you got a is it unconditional offer? I don't know which one." There's one that you just get rejection, but they said you've got unconditional offer. Like, then you've got to come in for an interview and then we'll see if you obviously get a place or not. And I was like, wow, oh, this is like actually an opportunity. So literally just headed to Wells, had the interview. And yeah, they literally just said, you know what? Yeah, we like you. Um, yeah, they're literally just acceptance stuff and things like that. And yeah, that's where... It went from there. And even with that as well, my first year in uni, I struggled, man. When I mean I struggled, I almost failed first year. Like, literally failed. I had to do two resets. Like, I was thinking, damn, like, this is not, it's not easy. Like, there's even times I was thinking, you know what, like, because walls are so boring. I lived like basically <laughs> where, like, literally, sorry to say not, like, sorry, it wasn't not boring in that way. Like, I lived... Was is a lovely place, don't get me wrong. I love it, I loved it, don't get me wrong, I loved it. But I lived in a place where, like, in the middle of nowhere, and then you've got a lot of work. So imagine you're fighting with your head, you're fighting with silence as well, like, because silence is almost like the loudest thing as well, like, when, <laughs> when you're on your own kind of thing, you know. So, yeah, now nah, sometimes I just think, you know what, like, I'm just going to pack it up and go back to London, man, this is long. Yeah, because like it's, it's, it's not easy for anyone, but, you know, I, I think... Because as you know, I, you know, you, you know, I work with young people, um, mm-hmm. and you know, sometimes it's really difficult to sell something yeah. to you know to sell this. Go down to Wales, or go down to West Sussex, mm-hmm. or go to this uni, or go to this college. Get out of London, and they're like, "No way, man! I can't. They just can't. Yeah, they can't exactly. even comprehend the fact." So, so the fact that you went at how how old, like eighteen, nineteen. 20, 20, like literally throughout that 18, 19, I struggled to get into uni, man. I'm telling you, no one was accepting me because I didn't have the results. And then you, and then you, you just got on the train down to car and just for the listeners. So if that haven't, um, maybe haven't been down to Wales, um, Carmarthen's not a city. It's in the, it's kind of, you have to get to Cardiff. Yeah. And then you have to get a little, um, train up to the up to the valleys isn't it and or up to wherever it is yeah you have, you have to get through swansea it's near Clint. the possible place you might people will know is swansea so it's about 20 minutes away from swansea wow about 20 minutes away from swansea yeah so yeah and there's no was, no late was, no late there's no there's no late night shops or anything there is there they was lucky they had tesco's massive tesco's that was there so sometimes 3 a.m in the morning possibly doing an assignment in the morning and then just walk just walk those couple of my roommates to go get like junk food or something and then just munch on it but yeah. to be fair like um yeah they were lovely people and the thing that kept me going a lot as i say is like football man like playing for the team there was like literally amazing so every saturday wednesdays i was looking forward to it because it's either playing for the uni team or then you're playing like saturday football or playing midweek football kind of thing you know so that mm. That was like literally something I kept looking forward to um, every time. I was just doing my assignments and, and things like that. But no, it wasn't, wasn't easy at all, man. Especially like the fact is that 
I keep saying I wasn't academically there. So like doing assignments, I didn't understand. Like when they put out the assignment, I'm like, what the what the hell is this um is this topic that we're going to be discussing about? Like sometimes I was just baffed, like, but just kept asking questions and just kept going for it, man. Like as I said, like most of the time I, I almost I reset I almost reseated my first year. I failed mm-hmm. a couple modules and I had to reset the some of the exams again to go into second year, which if I failed, I would have had to do first year again. Wow. So that was all scary, you know, and yeah. Mm-hmm. No, nah, but obviously, just obviously thank God that I got through it and yeah, literally. What would you say drove you? What was the driver? What drove you to, to, do, to do this? To do what um, you did, you know, up sticks, get down there. See an opportunity, and, and and have a good go. What what what's what's the what drives William Williams? My my, I've hardly ever been like a confident person. Like um, even in football as well, I feel like that's why ability wise, like I would say I'm quite good. Not even quite good. I'm good, but what I lacked a lot is the confidence, and that's what kept me behind. So, like, it's almost like I'm always trying to, obviously, impress people when I'm out on the pitch. Like, I'm always... This is just... I'm going off topic, but I will, I will lead it back into, obviously, me going to um, uni as well, kind of thing. It's almost like a thing, like, oh, what would they think about me if I do this? What would they think about me? Like, kind of thing. So, I was, like, on a, on a confident person. So, anytime I get on the pitch, I'm already nervous to get the ball, kind of thing, because I'm scared of making mistakes, kind of thing, you know? And... Yeah, so obviously I wanted to come out of that comfort zone for myself kind of thing. I wanted to do something that um, I didn't believe that I could do for myself kind of thing to give me that confidence in life kind of thing to be able to go out there and also like even speaking to people back in the days, even speaking to people as well. Like let's say six years ago, I'll be scared to obviously socialise with people, go out to do stuff kind of thing, you know. So like that was a motivation. I wanted to get out and... I want to just get out of my own comfort zone and do something that I couldn't imagine myself doing, you know, in, in the long run. And also like, I wanted, I wanted to show people that I could complete something as well, because one thing about me as well, back in the days was always like, I start something and I hardly ever finish it kind of thing, you know, and that was something that people used to get at me for. Like, oh, you, you say you're going to do this, but you don't do it. You say you're going to do this, but you don't do it. And that was another driving motivation for me. Like I think, you know, I can't quit because if I quit, people say, that's you saying that again. You went uni and then you didn't finish. Just like, uh uh-huh. like the normal thing. So I was, you know what, like, no matter what, I've got to push through it. Like me studying sports, health and exercise, I didn't really like it. I didn't really enjoy it. But I was thinking, you know what, I've got to finish it, man. I, like, I've got to finish it. I started it. I've got to finish it, you know, and things like that. Because as I said, I'm a person that back in the days, if I start something, I don't finish it. So I was trying to change that mentality also. You've done it and you've come through again. It's a, an inspiration for young people to, you know, take a risk, see what happens. And as you say, you can always come home. You can always come back in it. But uh, having that drive as, as, you know, you don't want to fail um, mm-hmm. is kind of admirable. And, um, yeah, can we can we let's so let's wind forward to the starting of so you started WD Sports platform. How long was it? Five years ago now. 
No, it's 2017. So this. Was it 2017. This was going on just during the period. Yeah, no, I started in 2017. Actually, I remember the first, the first match we covered. I remember was like London Met University. Um, I hope Jordan's listening in. Hopefully, um, he told me, he got me down to come through one of the university games. And literally, I don't know. You can scroll down to our first ever YouTube channel and you see that was the first game that we filmed as well. So literally, no experience in filming whatsoever, no knowledge in media whatsoever, or nothing. Could even edit to save my life to start mm-hmm. with. And things like that, but um, during my masters, like I literally, I don't know, we're doing like a module kind of thing, and I just realized, like, you know what, like grassroots footballs are actually neglected, and non-league football is actually neglected. Like people, everyone just focuses on like um, this was during like my masters at the time, so this was um, mid two thousand and seventeen, let's say around that like, July when like um, we we're having like a discussion at uni, and I realized like a lot of Everyone just focuses on like these professional sports, the Premier League and things like that, you know. But everyone don't want to pay attention to like grassroots football. But this football, if you if you go watch it live, you'll be entertained. You actually you actually paid worth your money for going to a non-league game, or if you just go going to a Sunday league game for free, like Sunday league game, you see a lot of entertaining stuff. Like I was thinking, like these people deserve like coverage. Is actually like you know what they've got stories to tell as well, you know, as well as playing as well professional football like i see it as a different sport that's a full-time thing they live their own life semi-professional football sunday league they live a different lifestyle they go to work they go out on a sunday play football with their mates you know that's a different story do you know what i mean and i thought like you know what these people deserve like coverages as well like and yeah like i tried to <laughs> funny enough i i um literally just messaged like a whole bunch of like ishman league teams often to film their games for free kind of thing like with my sister had like a camera at the time and I didn't get as much response back I think because of my experience at the time um yeah I had my sister's camera she nice nice enough she gave it to me to use and it's like, like a Canon camera and things like that so we had like shout out to King Stonian as well and D and Lee Dynan as well he literally um gave me an opportunity to like literally film the games as well like and that's when I started like practicing on how to edit and how to film my filming quality was still poor at the time but like kingstonian yeah they gave like the opportunity still every time i filmed was still happy with it you know and things like that so yeah so that gave me lee dannon and obviously kingstonian gave me that driven motivation to obviously to keep um to yeah just to keep going forward as well and then we got into essex senior league as well, filming the SS Senior League, they were de- even up to date as well. Michelle Dolan, especially, like, been really, really supportive, like, with what we do. Like, most of the time, like, she's the one that's always like, just constantly on our back, pushing, pushing, pushing us forward, like, kind of thing. Sometimes when I feel down or something, like, if you feel, if I, when I feel down, like, WD Sports is not working, she's like, nah, you can do it. You've got something bigger. Keep going, keep going, you know. So, like, SS Senior League is a, is a big shout out to them and the team as well because they've been um a lot supportive and obviously Kingstonian for obviously giving us that um giving me that platform to start as well obviously believing in yeah just believing in us because I didn't have the experience at the time filming or editing or broadcasting whatever so just them giving us the experience as well that was like literally amazing and also like London Met University as well gave us the experience so from there just started obviously just working hard um practicing and 
how to edit constantly, you know, yeah, it wasn't easy. Like, it, it's times I want to stop doing it, give up, man. But you, you, you just come a long way and you, you just got to keep, 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 keep going. And at the end of the day, I see it like you're adding value to um, people that are playing grassroots as well. Like, they're loving it, you know, and people enjoying seeing themselves playing. That's what gives me the flow. People enjoying, like, what the contents that we put out, that's what keeps me going as well kind of thing because some days I feel like oh man I feel like this is this is so tough like let me just let me just lay back but when I just think about like people just enjoying it people enjoying the content people are literally appreciating more of like the grassroots football now people are appreciating more of non-league football now that's what keeps me going like kind of thing you know mm. and literally I just wanted what my vision is just to see them like just just to see them successful like grassroots get to that my vision, I don't know if it's to get there, but my vision is to bring equality within like grassroots, um, grassroots football, non-league and the Premier League. But that sounds like absurd, in it? But, you know, that's the vision I have and that's what like I'm kind of... Well, there's, there's, a, there's, there's, there's all... I think there's all, all... There's different kinds of equality and I think maybe what you're talking about is... Equality of like opportunities, opportunities, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like the young people like yourself that are coming through with the cameras and that is an opportunity to have. Anyone can have their own platform. Anyone can go onto YouTube. But I think there's behind that. I think it's just to be recognised and to be, um, you know, you know, you like that. You know, like they've got the blacklist, and I've been following that quite a bit, and. That you know, that's amazing how that started off what ten years ten years ago or something. It was just an idea of somewhere and now the awards are recognized and globally recognized. And I think, you know, for grassroots people like 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 yourself and, and others that I I uh, I talk to and everything and me, etc., you know, it would be really nice to have recognition for all the hard work that goes in. And I know we don't do it for that. We certainly don't do it for the money there isn't any in the game uh, at that level really you know clubs can't afford to pay you to go along really they'll struggle to get the money and scrape up it shouldn't be like that it should be subsidised I think to say look that's exactly Williams is going to bring four kids along mm-hmm. and they are going to learn from Williams how to do this and in four weeks time they're going to go off and do it down there because Williams has got, or Simon, or whoever's got contacts down at that, 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 whatever level, and you can say, look, you're going to earn 50, 60 quid there, you're going to be acknowledged and recognised and looked after. Mm-hmm. That's not a big no, no, you're, def- you're definitely, you're definitely correct. You're definitely correct. And I feel like, obviously, now with a lot of media coming in, which is great, coming into grassroots football, non-league football, which is amazing. That's then going to attract a lot of, you know, sponsors to obviously start sponsoring clubs, you know. And that's what I'm saying. Like, within the next 10 years, like, it's, there's, I feel like there's going to be a transformation, like, within grassroots football and, um, and um, non-league football because a lot of media outlets are now actually, or I wouldn't say a lot, but some media outlets are now actually looking at grassroots football and, um, Normally, football thinking, you know what? This this is actually the germ. Like, you know, this is this is it. And then the next step will be sponsorships. 
we'll start looking at it as well. Like, obviously, you can see SC Dons as well. Like, they're a prime example. You know, hashtag United and things like that. So, they're changing the game. You know, and I feel like this, this, this is just the beginning, you know, for a lot yeah. of teams. Yeah, I think you're right in the bit, because you've studied business, I haven't, but I think if the money goes into the, from the sponsors into the clubs, the clubs yeah. recognise that the people that film the games need mm-hmm. to be recognised and need to be, uh, need to be looked after, and then you've got more money and you can go, right, okay, I'm doing 10, you know, you do the math, I'm doing 10, and I'm getting enough money now to pay those four or five young people or whoever to come along and help out and go and film and then spread it out like that. I think that's a good, a good policy. Exactly. Not even just us, like even the clubs as well. Like just think about it this way. Yeah. Um, that's TV, family TV, like TV in the UK is just mostly focused on the UK kind of thing. YouTube, www.com.com is worldwide and YouTube is worldwide. Do you know what I mean? And mm. if, you can get seen across the globe, which is possible. It just depends on how good the promoter is or your promoter is for your channel. That's amazing. That's going to be amazing for it. So imagine like you're getting over a hundred thousand people watching like a non-league match online on YouTube kind of thing, mm. you know, for like a club. They can just get sponsors easily. Like they can just like, you know what I mean? Not, I wouldn't say easily, but like it's, no, people, look, companies are going to come forward and go, look, okay, you've got, we've got an audience there, there's hundreds, you know, so they, they, I think they, I think they will look at it, um, and hopefully they will, and then I know that there's people that are not going to put, I think in the non-league world, I think there's people that are not going to actually put it straight in their back pocket and forget about the rest, I think there are people, there's, a, there's people around it, and, um, there's people around it and the mo- and the kind of movement, not a movement, but there's a group of, you know, creatives that are out there and go, right, okay, we want to, how can we put this back in instead yeah. of taking it? Do you see what I mean? Instead of taking it all out, how are we going to put this back in? What about the next generation? What about the tech yeah, yeah. revolution? What, um, and, and, yeah. and, 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 and I think the, the, well, as I said, the recognition needs to be from organisations um, not probably not the FA, mm-hmm. not at this stage until they change, you know, until they get um, equality within their ranks and say, look, okay, we're going to recognise that kid from Hackney or that kid from uh, Canning Town that's got up with his phone, her phone, filmed the game and putting it out, you know, that that that's where the that's where the, the where, where the fix is. Listen, we're rattling on, and I've got up to. 47 minutes so uh, I don't edit my, my interview I, I just like to ramble um what's the future what can we what, what oh no 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 we've got the six aside squad eight eight players go Mr. eight players okay so in my squad goalie so I'll have goalie um I'll have big gene goal to start with of course um yeah of course <laughs> I, I, I can't go without mentioning Big G. Um, so what's what's the next position? Centre back, is it? Or it'd be two, two, two defenders, two midfield, two up top. Two so seven plus Are one. You, you probably won't know him. Okay, okay. For um, Bado FC, he's like literally. You can't stop him if he if he comes at you. 
as a centre back, he's getting the ball. What's like, his name? Literally, hundred. Ope. Ope. Yeah, Ope. Yeah. All right, cool. Obadoc, and on the left side of centre back. So that's my right side of centre back. Left side of centre back. Who would I have? Right side of centre back. Um, do, 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 do. I'm not too sure. Or the other side. I'm not too sure about centre back. Um, or any left or right back. Can I put myself a right back? Yeah. I'll put my chuck myself right back. You're in. Yeah. Um. Because I don't know how many right backs that I'll put there. Um, three so midfielders. The, three midfielders. Three midfielders on the on the right. I'll have Joshua Sude. Rattling pace. Mm. Um, centre mid. I'll have David Banjo. Yeah. Left mid. Who would I have left mid? I'll have Callum Ibe left mid. Wow. Callum Ibe left mid. Um, striker. I'll have Dwight, um, Dwight James for Wolfram Store. Striker. Oh, that's, yeah, I've seen him play. Yeah, he's, he's big, tall. Yeah, he's got goals Good in him. Player. And then second striker, who would I have? Um, probably Joe Smith, you know, for hashtag. Joe Smith for hashtag. Okay. Yeah. And then sub. And then sub. Wow, that's a hard one. I should put myself on sub. Um, sub, 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 sub. Sub, I'll have Yinka, Battle FC. I'll have I.K. in Zuluba, striker. He used to play, play for FC Romania last season. Mm. Um, who else? That's who it. Else? That's it. That's it. That's it. You're done. Anyone? Oh, I forgot about Mignot. Um, who? For West Essex. Who is it? Um, Michael Mignot. All right. Cool. I'll put him there. I saw him. He, him or Callum Ibe, left mid. All right, cool. Right, okay. So that's that. We've done. We've nearly done everything, haven't we? But yeah, what's the? What's the? Just give us your tags, everything, so people that haven't heard of you can check you out on the social media, etc. And a little bit about the. We've kind of spoken about your vision and future, and yeah, um, mm-hmm. we've kind of spoken about that. And you're doing all right at the moment. You're surviving, getting through, mm-hmm. still putting out stuff. Yeah, contents. Yeah, just yeah. putting out content, man. Contents is the main thing. Oh, that's what so, I was asked you. Where did you find that long haired commentator dude, presenter? I love him. Which one is it? The one that does it indoors? Is it um, Tom? You know, the white, the, the white, white boy with the sort of he's got like an oasis haircut, William Target. Yes, no? yes. Oh, okay. where, where did you find him? Yeah, he's been there since he's been he's been here with us since the start, man. He's been one of the one of our core. Like literally, he's been there. When I say like three years ago, he's been there. So it's just about literally just putting out stuff. I was just literally putting out stuff on Twitter, um, LinkedIn. Anyone interested in joining in on filming? He messaged. We met up. We filmed a game at Clapton together. Um, he 
because he's into like um he studied he studied film at uni mm. and he's into like um I wouldn't say acting but like radio stuff and things like that you know so he's really good um he's really really good on camera so yeah, yeah. now we just got him on board and since then like he's been part of the team like massive part like you know like literally shout out to William Target man he's been a core like literally that's the someone can say he's been core. Yeah, it's, it's, as well. and my cousin Kingsley as well massive core as well like um, when we started it was always going out to film with his literally with his iPhone like get his iPhone out we didn't have much we didn't have had that cameras he was filming with the iPhone and things like that you know so like literally we've had core like I've got like a few few guys that I can just call on they're the core and they're literally they're literally frontliners man you know Brilliant. Yeah, and shout out, literally shout out to everyone else. Like even Ahmed as well came on. Mm. Been, doing, been doing great with the socials as well for us. So yeah, no, nah, it's, it's been a so, blessing. It's been a blessing. What's your message then? What's your What's your message uh, is to to people that are aspiring? Is just keep going and keep going. Yeah, no, just keep doing it. It's all about doing what, it's all about doing what you love, isn't it? Like um, for me personally. I love sports, I love football, you know, so I'll always be, I'll always be within football and sports, isn't it? Like, doing, because I can't, I can't see myself doing anything outside of sports, like, you know, because obviously I come from like, um, literally, when I went uni and done sports, everyone's thinking, oh, why are you doing sports? Why didn't go do this or do that? Like, it's typical, like, but I can't see myself doing anything else apart from sports or football. That's always in my head. So I've got to look for a way. In my head, I think I've got to look for a way to do... If I'm not going to make it as a football player, I've got to look for a way to do something within football. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's like a sport doctor, a sport lawyer, like <laughs> anything, like as long as I'm within football. Do you know what I mean? So the main thing is that do what you love. When you do what you love... Um, and be consistent with it, then everything else will follow, like, and just literally work, literally work hard, man, because, like, as I say, like, if you're working, someone else is working harder, do you know what I mean? Like, don't think you're, you're doing, you're, you're working the hardest, never think you're working the hardest, because you're not, like, many people out there, they're working as hard as you are, like, kind of thing, so that's mm-hmm. why it's good to pick something that you love, so then you know, like, yeah, like, I don't care, I love this. This is my life. I will do it regardless. Regardless if I have money, regardless if money comes in or not, I'll still do it. If I'm broke, I'll still do it. I'll wake up 3 a.m. If someone calls me to go and film a game, a football match, I'll wake up 3 a.m. to go and film a football match. If it's on paid, I'll wake up. That's the mentality I have, like, because at the end of the day, it's still content. Do you know what I mean? And things like that. So, like, making money from it is a bonus for me, kind of thing. I'm happy to make money from it. That's a bonus. But the main thing, whatever you can do for free, you're happy to do for free, work hard at it, man. Because that is, at the end of the day, your happiness matters. You know, you don't want to be doing, you don't be working hard doing something you don't like. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm just living a middle life, man. You know what I mean? So just, like, look for something you love, man, and then you see yourself working hard for it, man. That's, Literally it, man. Like, it's just literally just finding something you love. That's it. And just work hard at it. All right. That's a brilliant way to end it. Thanks for coming on. Really enjoyed no, the conversation. And likewise. And listen, sorry, um, I just got to give you a shout out as well, man. You guys are doing a great job as well, man. Honestly. 
Thank you, man. What you're doing. Like, obviously, you're shouting. You're giving us a shout-out. You're giving everyone else a shout-out. You're League TV. You're giving us a shout-out. But we need to, obviously, appreciate what you do as well. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, massive shout-out to what you guys do. Like, like obviously, we all have the same vision, trying to push out the grassroots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the younger ones as well, be like a good role model to the younger ones, inspiring everyone else. So, yeah, man, thanks for, obviously, having me on here as well. I really appreciate it, man. Honestly. No worries. No worries. So it's WD Sports. Yeah, WD on Sports. On all the socials. On, on all the socials, yeah. Cool. Listen. Yeah, you can check it out. Good luck with the twins. I'll see you at I'll see you at the marshes, hopefully on Sunday. If not, I'll catch you at a game very, very soon, yeah? Alright then. Thank you very much. You have a good one. Take care um, of yourself. I'll invite mm-hmm. you down to White Oak as well. Come down. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be great. That'll be brilliant. I mean, I'll be happy to film one of the games as well. I don't think I've ever been there to film a game. No, we, we, we'll we get you down there. Once all this um, stuff's over, we'll uh, arrange it and I'll, I'll meet up. You, we can get the train down together or jump in my car or whatever. Uh, yeah, that'll you, be great. You and the whole crew or as many as you want to come down. We'll just go and uh, have a good time, introduce you to everyone down there, all right? Yeah, that'll be great, man. That'll be great. Definitely. Absolutely. Cheers. Right, thank you very much, Simon. Really appreciate it. I look to catching up with you soon again. Yeah, God bless, man. Thank you. Take care. Right, bye. bye. Bye, bye, One to One with Odds and Evens is a time bomb production for Selk Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Check out on all the socials Odds and Evens. Odds and Evens. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.